about this practice. And um, the first, and these, the two papers actually that I'm going to mention are both from, they're very recent, from October in 2008. Um, one is, and it's funny because I'm going to mention names, you know, you might even be here, the person who wrote this paper. Um, I don't know, but one is, was done by Barbara Fredrickson and um, was published in the Journal of uh, Personality and Social Psychology. And she studied how the hypothesis was that people's daily experience of positive emotions, and this means positive emotions that are deliberately cultivated. As Diana was saying, um, this is something that's possible. We've all said this, but for me as um, you know, trained in Western psychology, this was not part of my training, that you could deliberately cultivate and invoke, evoke, strengthen, and experience positive emotions without it being some form of denial or reaction formation or something like that. And um, now with the field of positive psychology, this is becoming more uh, widely known and accepted, but it was not at all um, when I trained. So she tested her hypothesis that these positive emotions would compound over time and really strengthen people's resources. And um, they did a study, half the people did loving-kindness meditation. These were working adults, um, 139 of them, and their results showed that this particular meditation practice of loving-kindness did increase people's daily experience of positive emotions and that over time these increments in personal resources had effects in, um, in terms of both life satisfaction and decreased depressive symptoms. So uh, the discussion in the paper centers on how the positive emotions themselves, the loving kindness, the metta, metta is a Pali word that means friendliness, friendly love, and how the loving-kindness itself was the mechanism for change, um, and that this med meditation is an intervention strategy to produce positive emotions. And then I'm just going to mention maybe one or two more data from a new Emory University study. This one um, used a Tibetan Buddhist mind training practice that some of you know called Lojong. And in Lojong practice, Instead of cultivating the positive feeling first within oneself, building, 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 and then radiating out to others, as we're going to learn here, um, one actually offers the positive feeling and receives, takes in the pain or uh, suffering of the other. And it can be a tricky practice to do without training, because where do you get the positive feeling to offer? And where do you put all that suffering that you take in? Um, it needs to be dissolved um, in order not to stress the recipient. But the lojong is a form of loving-kindness practice and compassion practice, definitely. It's the Tibetan form of what we call um, our metta or brahma-vihara practice, uh, brahma-vihara. These are called the four immeasurables, these qualities of loving-kindness, compassion, joy, equanimity, these really positive states of uh, the heart, the beautiful places that the mind and heart can dwell. Brahma, divine, vihara, dwelling place. 
So what they discovered is that um, the body's inflammatory and neuroendocrine systems uh, were uh, that the loving kindness meditation, the compassion meditation, reduced inflammation in measurable ways. And so, if you're feeling inflamed at all um, about anything in yourself or your environment or the retreat, um, this is going to help you tonight. It will definitely um, help you. And it's really, it's really talking about inflammatory responses to stress, including um, maybe preventing. Um, the stress associated with major depression, heart disease, diabetes, illnesses uh, like this. And the last one I'll mention to you is an abstract about um, how loving-kindness meditation increases social connectedness. Now, this to me is an example of you know, behavioral science proving what we intuitively know to be true. If you are loving, if you have a warm and friendly attitude toward people, chances are, what? They will like you. So, or they will like you more than if you are grumpy. Uh, so, then, you know, this was studying the need for um, social connection. So, the authors used a brief loving kindness meditation to examine whether social connection could be created towards strangers in a controlled laboratory context. Compared with a closely matched control task, even just a, this is the important part, just a few minutes of loving kindness, just a few minutes, could increase the feelings of social um, connection and positivity. And so this is important because it can help people who are socially awkward decrease their social isolation. And uh, among the benefits to this practice that the Buddha cited were um, that people would love you, that animals would love you, that uh, angels would love you, all beings in all realms would love you and protect you, that your face would be clear and radiant, that you will sleep um, deep, sweet sleeps, that you will have sweet dreams when you sleep, that you will wake up uh, feeling happy, and I mean, there are 11 benefits. And um, if you aren't sold on it now, um, that's the best I can do. <laughs> Traditionally, this practice was taught by the Buddha to his community as an antidote to fear and anger, and particularly to fear. And if we think about anger, a lot of anger has at its root our getting uh, frightened or alarmed, and then that makes us mad. Uh, somebody does something scary, um, we get angry. And it was taught to the group so that they could go out into the forest and meditate alone at night in the forest where there really were wild animals. And if you think it's scary to sit with yourself, imagine if we had to hear, you know, tigers prowling around us and so we aren't dealing with that situation, but we have our inner wild animals to tame. All of us have our crazy, insane, wild animal parts, whether we're aware of it or not, we do. And uh, what was Diana talking about? The share, our shared humanity includes this. And if you have any doubt about it, just look at the state of the world. The untamed heart, it's writ large all over the globe. So we're going to begin tonight with this practice for ourselves, 
with the understanding that it's axiomatic, that the way we treat ourselves gets communicated to the, into the way we treat others. So we begin uh, with ourselves and how this practice happens, how um, the feelings are cultivated is through, guess what, attention and attentiveness. We know that to that which we bring attention, as the wonderful old monk Nyaponikatera said, to that which we bring attention, to that does the mind and heart incline. So we bring attention to growing our capacity to love by saying certain phrases. So this is very different from our mindfulness practice that we've been doing the last couple days in the sense that we are, it's more like a mantra practice or a prayer practice in the sense that we're pouring all of our attention into these phrases. And the practice consists of listening to them, listening to their meaning and receiving the meaning of these phrases just listening. And as I said before, it's not a practice of denial. We're not trying to just paste a smiley face on negative experiences. It's different from, well, excuse me if you practice this, but it's different from affirmations because we're not trying to affirm that something is so when it's not so. I'm peaceful, I'm peaceful, I'm relaxed, I'm relaxed. You know, we're not doing that with this practice. We are offering phrases of blessing, of well wishes um, to ourselves. And, you know, what do we discover when we decide to grow our capacity for love? I mean, often we don't just discover love, we discover our problems loving, too. So whatever difficulties we have receiving love, we may encounter. So don't worry if when you do this, you aren't just swimming in feelings of love and connection for all beings. It may not happen that way, but it doesn't really matter because as we know, you don't have to like these practices for them to work. It's kind of like food that way. You don't have to like what you eat for it to keep you alive and nourish your body. I hope you will like it, but you don't have to. So don't worry if you don't. The very act of offering these phrases is planting the seed of intention to grow in love and understanding. I've worked with children, um, as well as, of course, hundreds and hundreds of adults, but I've worked with children and with these practices for about 20 years now, and they love them. It's like magic for them. And because uh, Little kids, you know, their experience is less mediated by thought, analytical and critical thought, than ours. Uh, they're able to do them just right away, right away. And they love to do them for everybody. And when we do them for, you know, we start with ourselves and then people we love and, and then their classmate and their school and their neighborhood. And their, family, and when we do them for all beings, they want to include, you know, even spiders, even bees, even, we too will be including, again, even the stinging or uh, biting parts of ourselves. Can we meet our own difficult experience with some measure of kindness, 
or tenderness. That's what this is about. And if we can't do that because it's just too hard, can we at least begin to free the heart from dwelling in lots of resentment and grudges and so forth? This was not supposed to be a Dharma talk, and I'm going to stop right here, and we'll practice together. So the other great thing about practicing metta is that you're supposed to be comfortable. So if you choose a posture and it ceases to be comfortable, instead of watching the arising and passing away of excruciating sensation, (laughs) you move. You get comfortable. Choose a comfortable posture. If it turns out to have been an unwise choice, choose another one. And it's absolutely fine. Obviously, it's hard to generate feelings of warmth and friendliness if we're in a blaze of pain. And people who, those of you who have chronic pain, you know one of the hardest things is how grouchy, how it's hard to feel soft and um, warm and relaxed in the face of that. So we get into a comfortable posture. And you don't have to, but I find it helpful to close my eyes so I can really focus if I'm offering to myself. I close my eyes and I do, um, when Sylvia talked last night, I think it was about somehow when she sits back, you feel more connected. Um, What was it you said? When you sit back a little bit, you feel more present in your... more receptive to what is, as opposed to grabbing, anticipating, leaning toward the next experience. Well, in Zen, I practiced, um, trained in that tradition for decades, and in that tradition, uh, Dogen Zenji, who's a 13th century Zen master, taught a practice called the backward step. Yeah, so intuitively, who knew, right? (laughs) The backward step, I mean, he didn't mean just literally leaning back, although I do find, like Sylvia, that it is helpful just even a quarter of an inch to step back. But the backward step is stepping back into that receptive mode of receiving the moment instead of compulsively, endlessly trying to adjust, improve, control it. So just stepping back a little bit, closing your eyes, Relaxing, taking a couple deep breaths, (sighs) settling into your seat. I'm going to say some phrases that are traditional phrases that we use. And just for now, I want you to repeat those phrases innerly, silently. And eventually, you will adjust them as need be to resonate for you or choose the ones that resonate most for you. But just for now, we'll do the same ones together. And this is a path of happiness. 
loving kindness practice brings, it, it can really gladden the heart. May I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. Really listening as you say the words, may I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May I be truly happy and deeply peaceful. May I be healthy and strong. May I care for myself joyfully. Free from worries. Free from suffering. May I be free. May I love myself completely, just the way I am. Or if that just feels like really way too steep, may I accept myself completely, just the way I am. And then we begin again. And as you listen to each phrase, see if you can notice how it feels in your body. May I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. Just allowing the body to relax into that sense of trust and safety. May I be truly happy and deeply peaceful. And just allowing the feelings of warmth or gladness or peace to suffuse your whole body. May I be healthy and strong. Just feel the aliveness of your body. And tune into the wellness of it. Whatever's wrong with our bodies, 
we are here, we are well. Just feeling the body, a field of living, liveness, sensation of being alive. May I care for myself joyfully, free from troubles and worries. May I be free. And again, just feeling the release of worries or anxiety, the possibility of resting, a sense of freedom. May I love myself completely, just the way I am. Or again, may I accept myself completely, just the way I am. And just for a moment, imagine yourself worthy of that unconditional love and acceptance. Feel yourself worthy of having this really deep intention for your life. This sense of honoring your purpose for being here, of offering an inner bow to who you are as a contribution to life. May I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. And really listen as you repeat the phrase. And when your mind and attention wander away, just gently coming back to that sense of trust and safety, that felt sense. And if you can't feel it right now, you can imagine how it might feel if you did, if you could.
be truly happy, deeply peaceful. Really feeling this flow of kindness and caring towards yourself. May I be well. May I be free from pain. May I be healthy and strong. And again, tuning into the body. This life in the form of you of this body. May I care for myself joyfully. Free from sorrow. Free from fear. Free from anger. May I be free. And just sensing or imagining the sure heart's release. May I be free. The lightness and happiness of that. Holding this intention in the midst of whatever is unfolding right now. May I love myself completely. May I love my life completely, just the way it is. this bit of life that we are. Appearing and disappearing in this great stream of eternity. Great wise teacher Nisargadatta said, all you need 
is already within you. So please approach yourself with reverence and love. May I be safe and protected. May I be truly happy. May I be well. be free. And for the next few minutes, just continue to offer these phrases, safe, happy, healthy, free. Maybe choose the one or two that you feel you most need to hear. And just continue to offer them silently, to receive this flow of kindness and caring, or to begin to invite just a whiff of friendliness and warmth into your heart. And when the mind wanders, coming back to any phrase, just over and over, we're inviting the experience of just simple, friendly presence.
I want to read you, we'll close with this poem by Rilke. I love this poem because it really, for me, expresses the spirit of metta or loving kindness, which, while it does bring deep happiness, is not only good for when we feel loving or happy. He says, I love the dark hours of my being in which my senses drop into the deep. I've found in them, as in old letters, my private life that is already lived through and become wide and powerful now, like legends. Then I know that there is room in me for a second huge and timeless life. We review our life like looking, reading old letters and the life we've already lived through and we live deeply through the life we're having now. And then I know that there's room in me for a second huge and timeless life. to go and do some walking now because of course you can be very comfortable doing metta so you might be able to sit longer if you want to go do some walking you can also experiment with taking this practice into your walking meditation by simply saying the phrases with I like to do one with each footstep but I just shorten them so that when I'm walking around, I just would say, safe, happy, healthy, free, or something like that. Words that, you know, present, calm, whatever words you want to use or offer to yourself. But it's a nice way to walk. So um, enjoy your walking. And I see that there is an announcement. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.